Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yes, good morning everyone. Welcome to Mobile Rolling. I thought I'd catch up with a couple of trainers that uh, had winners on Saturday night at Globe Derby and uh, we haven't had a chat with them for quite a while and we've got plenty to talk about, no doubt. And uh, obviously they'd have their chest pumped up uh, after having the victory, but uh, first of all, to get the wheels rolling, we'll catch up with Aaron Bain who joins us on the show. Aaron, good morning and welcome to Mobile Rolling. It's been a while, but uh, I'm glad you're able to join us this morning and how are you going? Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always a pleasure to come on. So, um, yeah, been a, it has been a while between drinks, but that's OK. We'll have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you started the wheels rolling beautifully Saturday night with a double bang-bang straight away with a couple of former New Zealanders, and this seems to be one of your fortes, uh, getting horses from New Zealand and, and racing with success. So uh, you would have been pretty happy how things went Saturday night? Yeah, it started off really well. Um, <clears throat> double O Heaven, she's hit a real purple patch at the moment and probably you know racing as good as she ever has and um you know she was a good winner after sort of having to do it a little bit differently than she did last time um and then sort of um you know then glenn elgin thompson to come out and win in race two um you know, he's a very progressive horse that's going to sort of continue to go through his grades quite comfortably i think he's he's got high speed and you know he can sort of be set up for that one run and saturday night he was sort of three wide from the thousand so he had to show a bit of toughness too yeah. Um, look, uh, talking about Double O Heaven, it's, yeah, look, she just blossomed beautifully. Like her, her win before Saturday night was just, I thought, a fantastic performance, full of courage uh, with a never say die attitude. She just kept coming where she shouldn't have really been able to. Like, you know, her run was fantastic, I thought, uh, two starts ago. Yeah, when she we first got her, probably oh, just over 12 months ago, she actually had a her first start, she pulled up with a small fracture in her leg, so she had to have an extended amount of time off. And then she sort of just took a while. She won first up. Her work had been really good and sort of just, um, you know, was doing a couple of things wrong, but, um, you know, over racing and the like. But she sort of found her groove. And at home, like, she's probably, you know, she's out of all of them, she looks as good as she's just blossoming, you know, and sort of getting better with every run. And I think as much spacing her runs a fortnight apart, she's thriving on, you know, we've sort of been, I've been strict on that her last three. And, you know, that as much is probably helping as well. Like, she won't go around this week with a more suitable race the week after and just keep her in a fortnightly pattern, So, um, which is working at the moment. Well, usually we find that you've got a... Because, you know, you, you've always been big in, in syndications and getting people to the track and, and getting more people to the track, and it's worked fantastically uh, for you and what you've done for the sport of harness racing here in SA. But just simple ownership, the, the, the Scott family, tell us about that. Yeah, so she, the horse come to us through Brent Lilly. Um, had a, we've had a couple of horses for him sort of over time and, you know, just one after another come and um, it was sort of around the same time Brantley come and, you know, then she arrived and, um, you know, I think there was, a, there was another one that slips my mind at the moment that sort of we had a setback with and he sent this one over and um, so it sort of just come from there. Like she sort of hadn't, you know, she originally got sent over from the Scott family to Victoria and sort of just struggled to find her feet in Victoria and, you know, the opportunity to come up for us to, you know, take her. And obviously it wasn't um, all that great from the outset with, you know, needing an extended amount of time off. But we're sort of getting rewarded at the moment and she's taking sort of every step that we put in front of her. Yeah. Uh, and she's pulled up good from Saturday night, Aaron? Yeah, she's well. She's, you know, she just has her usual routine. 
Um, she'll be back in the hobbles tomorrow, but um, yeah, as I said, she won't race this week, and she'll be back at Globe Derby next Saturday night, and you know, just look to sort of keep racing her a fortnight apart. She's enjoying that, and why would we change it? You know? Yeah, for sure, it's working well, and, and um, yeah, she's never raced better. So well done there. And um, Glen Elgin Thompson, speaking about him, he, he's a he's a guy by Highview. Tommy, I always remember whenever I went to the New Zealand Cup uh, back in the the flashing red days. Uh, always saw Highview Tommy out there and amongst them, and he always used to be a, a stallion that would would squeal and and carry on uh, out on the track, which is very unusual. I've never seen it. You, you often hear that in the stalls, but uh, basically uh, out on on the track it was rare but um gee he uh, I, I watched his replay i think it might have been of his f first ever win in new zealand on the grass track it may not have been his first ever win but uh, he won in an amazing situation with a, a magnificent sprint to win uh, obviously you'd have watched that replay i can't remember what track it was but uh yeah, he, he made an impact that he was on all the forums about how did this horse ever win this race and and you've got hold of him here in sa yeah, we really liked his turn of speed that day. Obviously, you know, we worked very closely in partnership with Summit Bloodstock, Jake and Jamie. They do, a, you know, we, we sort of got a, a good thing going at the moment, getting these horses from New Zealand and getting people involved. And um, that day, he actually beat Morningstar Gold. Who, Morningstar Gold's, you know, probably um, one of our pin-up horses at the moment. He's out. We just returned from a spell. He's had about a month's work. And, you know, we've got a very like, nice opinion of him. And this bloke sort of, uh, you know, out-sprinted him. And, um, you know, I just think, you know, he obviously hadn't won for two and a half years before last week, but he's just been a—he's just blossomed since he came here. We give him sort of a month off to settle in, and um, you know, he's just a naturally—you know—he's just got natural ability. I think he can go a long way through the grades, and then probably venture up to Queensland a lot along the same lines as sort of it ain't the money, um, an ideal world. You know, get to that free-for-all grade here, and then travel north, and you know, both of them transition through to end up being free-for-all horses in Queensland. So, not saying you can probably go to that length, but you know, he'll certainly. Um, you know, racing some nice races in Queensland, um, you know, probably in sort of the eight, you know, eight to twelve month window. Yeah, and uh, his turn of foot is fantastic, uh, but he, he did it a bit different on Saturday night. Yeah, he obviously had to come three wide from the thousand, but um, the race was sort of set up for him a bit when they went twenty-eight eight the first quarter, um, and it was sort of just come out at his leisure and, and work up there. I was probably. You know, watching from the grandstand, you were probably a little bit, you know, questioning what he had left down the back because I sort of, you know, Wayne was sort of just sitting there, but then he sort of hit the acceleration, you know, just past the 400 and he let down really nicely. And, you know, interestingly, both times he sort of won with something in store, like he hasn't popped the plugs on him yet. So, um, you know, I think there's another gear there to give and um, he's just going to sort of suit that speed as he gets up in grade. So, um, you know, he looks certainly a nice prospect to hear. And as well, you know, for the owners to have a lot of fun here, I think we, I counted there were 26 individual owners there on Saturday night at the races across him and Fireball. And, you know, it's bringing those people back to the track. And one in particular, Roy Laird from the Ponderosa Syndicate, they used to own horses with Sergi and Carbone and drifted out of the sport. And they sort of come back to us through the thoroughbreds. And, you know, they were, they were there last Saturday night. They were there this Saturday night. And, you know, just to see those people back and, and get them a winner so early and, you know, there's some new owners in him as well, so um, to get them buzzing, it's um, you know that's what it's about, and get them involved. Yeah, for sure. There's a couple of areas that you touched on there that that we'll go through, uh, and we'll talk about Fireball. Um, look, you know, he he was able to work to the lead. I haven't seen the race replay. Did he have to work hard to find the lead? Uh, was he was he disappointing, or did you expect better? Or nah, what he, happened? In no, he, he's um, he sort of found the lead cheaply, got a very easy first half. He's um, 
he's got a few issues we're just working through at the moment. We um, haven't seen the best of him, and um, you know, there's you know, there's you know, there's things that we're working on as a stable to to see him uh, fire. You know, on New Zealand form, he's a better horse than Glen Elgin Thompson, but at the moment we're not seeing that on the racetrack, and um, you know, we've just got to. Uh, you know, uh, work through a few things to uh, to rectify and, and have him um, at the top of his game. So, you know, he's a little bit more challenging than Glen Elgin at the moment, but, um, you know, hopefully uh, in the coming weeks we sort of see the best of him, but it, it might even be after a short spell when we sort him right out. But, you know, he's a horse with talent and he's got the gate speed, but, um, you know, there's uh, certainly improvement there. It's um, He's been well below par in his first two, so... You know, we're, we're disappointed, but we're optimistic too about the opportunity from him that um, there is improvement in him. I will say this. I've noticed over the years that uh, sometimes you get New Zealand horses that come to Australia, probably predominantly more when they come in the summertime. They don't really fire their first prep, but their second prep, they, they seem to be a lot better horse, and maybe he might fit in that category, Aaron. Yeah, we, we've sort of fought, like we've fallen into the trap before rushing him a bit early and sort of through the Cup Carnival Series, obviously we had those couple three-year-olds and we didn't give him that chance. We sort of didn't have the time to give him that chance to acclimatise. Um, and we did that with these two. We gave them a month off. But sort of once you get the horse up to racing and you learn a little bit more about them, there is um, you know things that you learn and, and we'll, we've learned a bit more about him. And you know, I think um, you know we can get them straightened out and, and get him firing, if you could say, pardon the pun, fireball. But... Uh, you know, there's, um, yeah, we haven't seen the best of him, and you know he'll be in the winner's circle not before long. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other thing you touched on was the thoroughbreds. Are you enjoying being uh, a part of the thoroughbred uh, group as well now? And, and I know that you've been trying to unite all three codes together through, you know, the the the, the Gawler Festival of Racing. But um, you're enjoying uh, your, your training part in, in thoroughbred racing. Yeah, no, the thoroughbreds have been really good and, you know, it's been good for our brand to sort of diversify our business and, you know, merge the two with the ownership and, and bringing people along both those journeys and, you know, our sort of motto or our catch cry is experience the thrill and we've been very lucky to have some great success early um, in the thoroughbred side and obviously two weeks ago when we were able to sort of train that dual code double on the Saturday, a, a Metropolitan, you know, winner on the, with Toyetic into double O heaven, that sort of... Um, you know, it was a good achievement, and it's certainly our first season and one that we'll look back on. But um, you know, the thoroughbreds, uh, we've you know we've got a good team and people around us, and you know, we're building a nice team of horses on course at the Gore and Bosser Jockey Club. And um, yeah, there's certainly a lot of opportunity in that space, and one that we're very excited about. But certainly, you know, very focused on uh, making sure we you know excel in both codes. Now, does this mean that you get less sleep now? You've got to get up in the morning for track work for the, for the thoroughbreds? How does that I'm work? Not doing, I'm not doing track work physically myself. I might have had a Coke or a Coke and a pie too many for that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you've certainly got to, you know, we're, we're sort of working across three stables at the moment with the barn and then um, you know, our normal trotting stables. And then we're sort of setting up a bit of a pre-training setup at my parents' place just down the road. So there's a lot to cover off and you, know, you need good staff to uh, make sure we do uh, get across it and nothing's missed. So... Um, you know, we're growing rapidly, both here and also nationally, but um, you know, there's certainly um, there's some exciting times ahead. Yeah. So how many thoroughbreds do you have in work, and, and do you know what uh, what the tally is up for winners so far that you've trained? Yeah, so we've got about 20 thoroughbreds on the books, uh, sort of about eight to sort of eight to ten in work at the moment. One thing with thoroughbreds, if you've sort of got 20 in the books, you've sort of got 10 in work, you know. Um, they sort of they do spell a lot. There's you know we've got a lot of young new young stock coming through that we've purchased and you know got for owners as well. So 
Um, there's, you know, there's a few going to the paddock that are a couple coming back, so floating around that. But um, we do have a 20-horse barn on course at the Goran Glossa Jockey Club that we sort of, you know, over time will look to fill and, you know, hopefully um, build up a nice team there. So, um, yeah, to date we've had sort of seven winners. You know, the strike rate sort of running at about that 20%, which is sort of what we want to pride ourselves on as much, the strike rate, um, and make sure that we're going to the races and you know, delivering our owners with results when we do go there. OK, and when's your next thoroughbred racing, Aaron? Yeah, it'll probably be back here on the uh, next caller meeting on Wednesday, the 22nd. Not a single secret. She'll be looking to break her maiden status. So um, went to Port Augusta yesterday. That was a bit of a failed attempt, but... Uh, you know, we'll um, yeah, we'll be back here at Gawler on the 22nd. Yeah, OK. And as far as harness racing, uh, did you have any other other horses racing around Australia or even Australasia or the world um, on the weekend? Yeah, yeah this, we've obviously got, you know, it's exciting times with the Queensland Winter Carnival with Spirit of St. Louis and Covergirl really starting to heat up. You know, they're um, hitting their straps and we've sort of been out of purchase. You know, there was a lot of, you know, we had a story on our website about Kim, we purchased Kimball and the Mustang, obviously in partnership with Summit Bloodstock and a lot of the support of a lot of our owners. So, yeah, they are two very nice additions to our team. Uh, Prusian Artiste, who was obviously our first Group 1 winner, he returns um, to the trials this week for Alex Ashwood. Um, you know, Longfellow, he won a Group 1 last start. He's not far away. And I think, um, you know, the story that many people are talking about is the, the uh, emergence of Von Art as one of the nice mares in Victoria. And I think you know, Emma was, went on record to say that she's sort of looking at a, possibly a Group 1 Golden Girl for in Queensland over the carnival. So, you know, she's come a long way since um, sort of fitting into the air regime. And, so, you know, the next sort of two to three months is very exciting for our stable, our brand. And, again, in partnership with Summit Bloodstock, it's, um, you know, we're building a nice team of sort of top-line horses and supported by, you know, a good, a good group of horses here and, you know, um, across Australia. Yeah. You've done fantastically well, Aaron. Keep up the good work and, and appreciate your time on Mobile Rolling. And, uh, yeah, you're always inventive and, and doing things that probably some people even never thought about. And it's all working well. And congratulations on your success. Thanks, Jimmy. Always a pleasure to come on. There we go. There's Aaron Bain. And uh, he's he's got a lot, uh, a lot of work to do, obviously, but it's all working well. And, and he's got a good group of people behind him and, and good ownership as well. Um, look, as far as the meeting calendar is concerned, there's uh, Trotts at Globe Derby tomorrow night. Uh, very shortly, we're, we're going to have a chat with Louis Trotter, and he'll uh, be talking about his uh, success uh, on Saturday night, and also he's got runners uh, tomorrow night as well. Saturday night, we go to Globe Derby, and next week, we do have Trotts on Monday at Globe Derby in the day, and next Tuesday night, the 21st, will be Port Perry Harness Racing. But we, uh, we have spoken with the trainer of the first two winners at Globe Derby, Saturday night and now we're going to have a chat with the trainer of the third winner at Globe Derby on Saturday night. It's been a long time since we've had a chat with Louis Trotter. Louis joins us on the show. Louis, good morning and welcome and congratulations on your win there on, on Saturday night. Yeah, good morning, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, thank you. Hey, Louis, uh, it's been a pretty good season for you. I mean, as far as the, the Premiership is concerned, you, you're even in the top ten in the State Premiership with a, a small team of horses that you've had. And, and you know, uh, Bella Sophia, she's, uh, she's done a job. She's won five races this season. And, um, you know, like uh, she wasn't the one that won on Saturday night. So things are going pretty good in the Louis Trotter camp. Uh, no, yeah, Jimmy. No, I'm, uh, at the moment, I'm pretty happy enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I've just got... just. You know, a few nice little horses. They're not they're not superstars, uh, but they're honest and they and and they're fit and they they're backing up okay. So that's the most important thing. 
Yeah, for sure. I want to talk about Saturday night, uh, Mama Cass, because uh, she won the biggest morning tea at the Globe, June 21st pace, and was able to lead all the way. Gator Policino used a gate speed, held the lead, and, and uh, was in control pretty well most of the way, you reckon? Yeah, no, I, I, I thought she'd win, and uh, I was pretty confident because uh, she's just a tough little mare. I, you know, she's not very big, but uh, she's got a big heart, and uh, you know, and, and she's got a bit of gate speed with it, which uh, helps. For sure, um, and uh, she's pulled up good for the run on Saturday night, Louis. Oh, fantastic, mate! They come home, they eat, um, you know, and the next morning they, you know, they're looking to go to work and they're ready for their breakfast. So that's why I can keep racing them, uh, you know, back them up. Uh, you know, if they if they sort of pull up uh, and they don't eat and that, well, then you've got to watch what you're doing. But with them, they're just on their game and they're happy. So uh, we just keep racing. Yeah, for sure. Louis, how many you got in the in the team right now? Uh, I've got four horses there. I've got one that's going out in the paddock, which is unfortunate. I think she's one of my best ones, uh, Captain Treacherous Philly. But uh, the good ones get hurt, so she's gonna. I'm just gonna just put her away and just wait and. Uh, yeah, and just the three that are racing. I got a new one last Saturday, so he'll be a while, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. Tell us about the Captain Treacherous filly. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's one that breaks my heart because uh, when I bought her and uh, had her home, she got hurt, and I thought she was finished. She cut herself pretty bad, and but she's resilient. She, she came back and healed up, and then... Uh, then uh, got her ready for the races, and uh, she went quite well at a trial at Gawler, and then at a first start, she was a dollar sixty favourite and fell around the first corner. So uh, I thought, here we go, she's gone again. And but no, she come back. I was able to give her a start, and she she took on the big boys, and uh, she come from seven and ran third. I thought she was very proud of her. She wasn't ready, but um, after that, uh, you know, she I noticed something wasn't right, so uh, I pulled up stump straight away. Yeah. Okay. So with time, she'll be okay. You reckon, Louis? Nah, she'll be fine. I had similar sort of thing with American Muscle. I, I, uh, Bill Harbison, you know, great mate of mine, and he looked after him, and we kept looking at him, and then eventually he, we scanned him, and he said, yeah, he's ready. So I sent him to Melbourne. He won 17 in Melbourne. He won the Rising Star Heat and Final. He won the four- and five-year-old championship in, in the space of two weeks. And then uh, he went to Western Australia, won three races. Unfortunately, as a six-year-old, he shattered a paston bone, and they had to put him down. But, I, you know, he was, he was a very smart horse. So this filly... Yeah. I'll rate her as good or better. OK. Well, we'll be watching out for her when she gets back to the racetrack, for sure. Um, look, another horse uh, that uh, you uh, have is Run for Sticker. Now, um, the the performance on, on Saturday night, um, were you happy with that? Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, you know, like, the, the speed inside, you know, like, he's... He's going to be a bit like Tondo. Like, he's going to be better when I put him out and bring him back. He's, you know, he's just improving all the time. He can sit in the death, but he's not doing the job that Tondo could do yet, but he will. He'll toughen up, and, um, uh, you know, he's like Tondo. lacks a bit of gate speed, and uh, so, you know, I've just got to make him tough, and then um, he's got to race that way. He's such a big, big horse and big, long striding horse, but, you know, I like him. He's, he's bred nice, and, um, you know, he, like I said, when he comes back after a spell and I start afresh with him, you know, I think he'll be quite a smart horse. Yeah, Tonto Toronto. Gee, what year were we talking back then, Louis? Well, it's gone back a while, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's gone back a while. But geez, I had some fun. Uh, I used to love driving him because he was. Everybody used to say, "There he goes again. He's off three wide in the death." But if you sat back with Tonto, you you just say, "No, nah, I'm not going to chase him." But you went and put him in the fight, and then he loved he loved the fight. He'd just stare him down. If he didn't if he didn't win, he'd run a place. 
Yeah. I think I think I ended up winning. Yeah, I think I ended up winning sixteen races with him and about forty placings, and not bad for a four thousand dollar horse, you know. Yeah, yeah, you had a lot of fun with him. Now, run for sticker fronting up uh, tomorrow night at Glave. You've drawn the pole, so that'll help his cause? Yeah, no, no, he'll uh, he'll appreciate tomorrow a lot better than Saturday night. I expect him to go real well. Yeah. And uh, Mama Cass buttering up as well. She's in the last race tomorrow night. Um, so uh, you said that she's pulled up fine, so she'll be good to go tomorrow night as well? Yeah, no, no, she's... she's, she's very happy little horse. She's she'll uh, she'll go good. I think she'll repeat the dose tomorrow night because she can sit in the death or lead. She doesn't have to lead. I, I'd like her sitting in the death because she's a little horse that you know she finds if one comes around and goes and goes around and looks at her, well then she'll she'll put in. You know she's always doing her best. So you know they're honest horses and that's uh, and honest horses can win. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, you've worked all your horses this morning, Louis. And, and where do you work them from? I'm back at Stewie Dyson's uh, uh, stables, where I was uh, a few years ago. Then uh, I moved to uh, Jan Southern's, and, uh, you know, but she hasn't got a lot of stables, and it's not, you know, with the winter coming on, Stewie's got a beautiful, beautiful stables there, so uh, I'm very happy there. Well, you did the right thing by by the girls on Saturday night with Jan Southern and, and your wife, Diane, in ownership of Mama Cass. Were the girls happy after the race? Yeah, yeah, no, they're always happy, you know, like, I mean... Uh, you know, sort of uh, when we bought Mama Cass, you know, Jan, um, I used to train Aquaflight for her, and unfortunately he bled, so uh, she didn't have a horse racing. And this, I was offered this little mare, and we, you know, we took it up, and uh, I'm very happy with. Her. I think you know, when she, the same thing, when she goes out and uh, has a spell and comes back, she'll be a bit stronger. She's only very small, but she's tough as nails. Yeah. Well, that's good, Louis. You're doing fantastically with a small team of horses. You know, nine winners so far this season. And, uh, you know, you've always proven to us that you, you know how to train a horse and how to get it to, to go. And uh, you haven't lost that touch. So it's good to see those winners keep rolling in, Louis. Yeah, well, at the moment, I'm pretty lucky because, you know, like it's pretty hard to find people to help you. And I've got uh, a lad there, uh, Andrew Ward, and, uh, you know, Gator sort of put in my way because she could see that I needed help, uh, especially at the races. You know, when you take three of the races, you're on your own. And, uh, yeah, he's been there about three weeks, and he's just a great help. You know, he helps me. He can jog one, you know, so it's taken a lot of weight off me. So I'm looking, actually, I'm actually looking to see if I can get some more horses because, uh, you know, but like I said this morning, by 9.30 we're done, you know. I can, um, uh, you know, you, you still got to stay there to feed him. So I could handle another two or three, so there'd be no dramas there. Yeah. Hey, well done, Louis, and thanks for coming on Mobile Rolling, and good luck with your horses tomorrow night, and good luck in the future. Appreciate your time, Louis. No, thank you very much, Jimmy. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and I just hope that we can get South Australia up and running again, you know, because uh, at the moment, you know, it's hard to get people to get into horses, and uh, you know, I just hope that they can fix the handicapping system, get the money right at Globe Derby, fix Globe Derby, and then I think the rest of the, the rest of the country and everything else will look after itself as it was in the olden days. You've got to have your premier club right, and the rest will follow. They've got to start looking at that, you know, like get it right, and then... It'll, it'll, it will happen because, you know, there's, there's some, some of the best trainers and drivers that come out of South Australia and it's just so disappointing that they've all had to leave because they couldn't make any money and, uh, you know, and it's hard to get owners. So if they can start getting it right, you'll find that South Australia's a pretty good place to be. Yeah. Hey, good on you, Louis. Cheers, mate. Thank you for that. All the best, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye.